Okay, you got places to be, so we will get started. This is Allison and Sarah. I'm for the love of Chad. So Sarah, give me a little rundown of your weekend. Well, first, our theme of today is going to be wedding crashers, but we just kind of want to get the little rundown of our weekends because I saw Instagram and your weekend looked very eventful, Sarah. It was quite something. So one of my good friends, it was her birthday and she decided for her birthday that she wanted to be a Nashville tourist. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we rented one of those party buses that drives you around Nashville, did the whole thing. Yeah. I didn't know if it was a birthday or a bachelorette party, but it looked rowdy. Yeah. I mean, it, it could have been either. The guy that ran it was literally flabbergasted that we all lived there. He's like, where's everybody from? Like, what brings you to Nashville? We were like, um, we all live here. He was like, you all live here and you all have paid me money to drive you around the streets that you live on every day. We were like, yep, yep, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you did like a honky tonk trolley. Yes, it was called the Honky Tonk Express. For all those looking to come to Nashville, I highly recommend this one. I've done a few now as a tourist and now I have done one as a local and this one is actually probably my favorite. You don't have to do the pedaling. It's not one of the pedal taverns. Okay. I don't love those, to be honest. They don't make you work for it. No, you just um, you just get on. The guy DJs for you the whole time. He's your bartender. He, like, poured trays of shots at one point, and I'm like, I don't even know where this hard alcohol is coming from. I don't think – hard alcohol was not allowed on the bus, I don't think. You couldn't have glass. So unless somebody brought it in plastic, I think yeah. everyone just brought, like, seltzer. So I don't know where the shots came from, but we did them. Um, and they just DJ for you. The bus driver lit, um, my Uber driver on the way there. God bless this woman. She's wearing like a America headscarf. Her Uber's decked out. She has full trays of candy and snacks. She is serenading me to genuine pony. I mean, oh. she was, she was my, at least a grandmother's Love age. Some pony. I was here for it. I wanted to invite her onto our, um, whatever bus trolley whatever yeah I saw a photo of that uber ride and I was like is there even room for people to sit it was so decked yeah, out in decor truly wild. I want to know if she like rethemes it for all the holidays I don't know if it was just like America themed because it was July or if she's just like a big patriot I'm not really sure yeah so then we got on the um the bus it was great he was like just so you know there's like a Nashville photo op like halfway through of like the skyline do you all like still need me to stop we were like oh yeah we want the whole experience <laughs> yeah all of it please um but it was wild the woman driving the bus used to be like a city bus driver for the city of nashville and she said she makes way more money driving these party buses than the actual like public transit in the city of nashville no yes yeah, so all i guess like many of the bus drivers in nashville have left to join these party companies because they make more money. That is why. Which I was shocked by that information. Yeah, I would think that the city bus drivers would make bank. Yeah. So the drive, not the driver, the bartender DJ man, like gave us this whole rundown of what to do. He's like, do not engage with the tourists. Do not engage with people on the street. Like we don't want anyone to get by hit by a car. Like don't accept anything that anyone throws to you, blah, blah, blah. Don't let anybody on. We're all like, how's anybody going to get on? There's one door. The bus is driving, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no. We stop at a stop sign. This man comes up next to the bus. Not a stop, a stoplight. 
this man comes up next to the bus is just like chatting away like with us we're like ignoring him he grabs the bars of the bus literally in one swift motion like he's american ninja warrior and catapults leaps and catapults onto the bus all of us are like um i'm sorry what the fuck he has no he has no shirt on he has no pants on he has like literally only a pair of boxers he was definitely on some sort of drug he was definitely more than intoxicated <laughs> did he at least give you a magic mike-esque performance um i he could not even put a sentence together the dj man so the body rolls were not there no it was then. not it was not there i would have been here for that if he would have grinded on um someone in the party but sadly no and the man's trying to throw him off the bus and he's like, bro, you got to get off. You got to get off. This is like a private tour. You got to get off the bus. And the guy's like, what bus? Like, what do you mean I'm on a bus? We're like, holy shit. Oh, my gosh. Talk about a party crasher. He made his presence known. Yeah, so um, if you're going to crash a party or a wedding, I wouldn't do it, like, very high on any substance. <laughs> yeah. That and at least know what you're crashing. Yeah. Like, whether it be a bus or a venue yeah did not even know he was like on a moving vehicle it was quite wild um what else so then okay so that ended and then we went out after and i feel like i have not gone out out in nashville in a long time i feel like i have either worked a weekend or i have not been here for the weekend yeah or we haven't done like the true going out there was this man I was dying. He is decked out in full, like, Titleist apparel. Like, he is fresh off the golf course. Titleist hat, Titleist polo, golf-looking, like, shoes. Like, it's 2 a.m., sir. You did not arrive here from the golf course. Yeah. And we are all watching him just walk from group to group and hit on, like, a girl from each group, trying to see what's, like, going to stick. So then I hear him say to his friend, Dude, I could absolutely get laid if I tried. I'm like, dude, you're trying pretty hard. We're, we're all watching yeah. it. And it doesn't seem to be going well for you. So he hits on someone in my group of friends. And she gives him, like, a fake name. And I'm like, all right. Like, obviously not interested. But, like, thank God, given what we just watched. So he, like, walks. So she, he, like, leaves her. He walks around. He, like, comes back. He starts talking to her again. And he's like hi like I'm so and so like you're just so pretty I just like had to talk to you my friend goes you know you already talked to me you talked to me like 15 minutes ago he was like oh I did straight up forgot that he had already hit on her all the Nashville thotties were looking alike (laughs) like I think he was drunk but I don't think he was that drunk I think he was just partly dumb Yeah, he just didn't care. If they had a warm body, that was basically what he was looking for. It was crazy. Literally watched him hit on her twice, and he plum forgot he had already spoken to her. Wow. I was like, is this where we are? So, (laughs) Calm down, buddy. Very confusing. Um, But yeah, those were the main points of the weekend. But it was very fun. Sounds eventful. Yes. I don't know how many more Nashville party buses I'll be riding in my day, but. It was maybe time. limited, but good time while it happened. Yeah. You could like dance on the ground or like on the benches. And it was very hard to like truly dance on the bench on a moving vehicle. You had to have a really great sense of balance. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you have to have a good core there. Yeah. 
It's very difficult. Great appreciation. Um, my weekend, we had my friend, for, our friend from college came in to visit. Ugh, so jealous. And it was fun. Did Fozzie come to the bars? No. Allison. I, my purse wasn't big enough. Oh, no. So what happened was the first night there, we went to dinner around like eight o'clock. And this bar has like a big in sync posters everywhere on the bar. So I'm like, oh, you have to see it. You have to see it. That was like the big thing. We had dinner there. And while, while we're going to the bathroom, we see that like the outside is pretty bumping and there's younger people. So once we finished up dinner, we went outside, we ordered a drink. After we ordered the drink, they're like, are you with the party? We're like, no, there were no signs that there was a party or anything. We're like, no, we're not part of a party. And they're like, okay, well, this is a private event. Like you can, um, like it's fine, but this is a private event. So Maddie's like freaking out our friend. And she's like, well, we have to leave right now. I'm like, well, let's just finish our drink here. No one even notices that we're here. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the only people that are part of this party are sitting at the tables, but everybody else standing. I'm like, they don't seem like they all know each other. I'm like, nobody even notices. I'm like, so then we're standing there a little bit more. I'm like, we are basically like wedding crashers. We are professionals. We are blending in so well. <laughs> and then I look up and I'm like, wait, I think I know this girl. I'm like burning a hole through her head. And she turns around, she looks at me and she's like, what are you doing here? Oh dear. I knew her. So I'm like, oh my gosh, is this like your work event? She's like, no, it's my sister's engagement party. I know the sister. <laughs> I've known the whole family since childhood because she's my childhood best friend's cousin. Oh, so I've known them all since childhood. God. Turns out we didn't go unseen. The groom-to-be was like, I saw you guys when you first walked in and immediately was like, these randos just showed up here. Meanwhile, I'm like, no, it's cool. Nobody notices. He noticed right away, but I guess he was kicking people out all night. And he's like, I can't be doing this all night. I have to enjoy myself. So I guess I'll let these guys slide. So I guess like the key part of being a wedding crasher is don't actually know the people because then they absolutely know that they didn't invite you. But that gets harder and harder. I feel like it's shocking how many places I go and find somebody I know or I know a friend of a friend or like something. Yeah, well, this is the first time I I feel like I rarely see people that I know out at Chicago bars. And the fact that I showed up to this girl's engagement party. Yeah, is pretty wild to me. I feel like it's not that hard to avoid a situation like that. So I don't know what you're talking about. I find it very difficult to get in that situation. Yet I got in that. Situation. I felt like in New England, it was a little easier. I felt like in Nashville it had not happened to me in a while. But then I went to a house party a couple weekends ago and literally just like popped by with a girl from work because we had other plans and she just like had to stop in and say hi. And I just like got introduced to everyone swiftly. And I was like trying to remember everyone. And she was like, well, so-and-so is from Rhode Island. I go, well, once you know one person from Rhode Island, you know, everyone from Rhode Island. So I'm sure I know them. And I was like joking and 
she was like, oh my God, wait, didn't you teach at an all boys school? And I was like, yes. And there's only one. And she was like, he went to an all boys school in Rhode Island. And I was like, well, then I either know him or I know someone that he knows like a hundred percent. I'm no longer kidding. Um, I worked with his mother. I went on many trips with his mother. His mother made me dinner many times. I've seen his baby pictures. I've seen the inside of his childhood oh home. My I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We were at this house party for 10 minutes. Yeah. And like, how is it possible that I happen to know somebody? The world is quite small, I guess. It's really small. It's scary. Well, that happened the first night and we got such a kick out of it. And we thought it was a one in a trillion billion chance. And you're making me now have less excitement over it. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry. We thought that was hysterical. We also hit up some other like places throughout the weekend that were very trendy. Look at you. They were very fun though, but they were trendy. And I've said this before, after quarantine, it seemed like the women have stepped it up so much. They're yes. all dressed to the nines. And when I went to these trendy places, I was like, what the heck? I look like a 12 year old compared to these girls. <laughs> And then I was also realizing, like, wait a second, these girls are probably freshly 21, freshly 22. They were in quarantine before. This is the first time that they're out and about at the bars. And these girls, like Gen Z, has been mastering makeup since the age of nine. Oh, yes. I didn't start wearing makeup since the age of until the age of 18. So these girls have been literally mastering like their aesthetic since the age of nine. And I, the competition is wild. It is wild. I don't really understand. My dad made this comment, actually. He and I went to Jimmy Buffett, which if you've ever been to a Jimmy Buffett concert, I think he attracts one of the widest arrays of mankind it's like a country concert on like a whole nother level. There are humans of every age, like every demographic, everything you could imagine under the sun is there. And like, we're looking at all these like young girls. And he was like, I don't think like young people look the way that like you all looked when you were young. I was like, no, no, I was wearing like high waisted jorts with windbreakers and like socks up to my knee. Didn't know what to do with my hair. Didn't know what to do with my makeup. Nothing. Now you have all these viral TikTok videos of like these nine-year-olds like looking more stunning than I looked in my twenties. No, but it's scary though. Cause these like younger ones, they're like 14, 15 years old and they look like grown ass women. Yeah. And they're dancing around on TikTok in their bikinis. And knowing how many predators are out there, I would be shook as a parent. Oh, I would yeah. be so scared. Horrified. But, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but these <laughs> a freshly, whole other podcast. Topic. These freshly 21 year olds coming out here, like dressed to the nines, like knowing how to curl their hair. I'm sorry, I've been trying to curl my hair. Almost every weekend. Okay, that's a huge exaggeration, but I've been trying to curl my hair since the age of 18 and nothing has ever worked. It has been a struggle for you for some time. I cannot figure it out for the life of me. <laughs> um, but these girls, I don't know where they're shopping because all over quarantine, all I've been looking for was my new like 
debut coming out hot girl summer outfits and I have found nothing like have you seen what Target's coming out with lately it's like Little House on the Prairie meets um like Candyland type shit yeah it's not great I mean I work with like a lot of girls that have just graduated from nursing school and like are younger like everyone shops Amazon Prime like so many people buy clothes off Amazon. I feel like I never find anything off Amazon. And just buy tons and tons of stuff at a time and just send it back because the sizing, who the hell knows? Everyone shops at ASOS. Never had luck. Everyone shops at Shein. Never did that. Um, Revolve, but who can afford to shop at Revolve? Yeah. One crop top, a top? Is, yeah. Like freaking wild. Yeah. But yeah, just all the trendy, trendy little stores where you buy all the shit that you're going to wear once and it's going to hold up like maybe once. And I'd like to think that I'm making significantly more than a 21 year old. I'd like to think that as well, but yeah, they're still shopping and getting like $400 tops. Maybe they've just built their influencer, uh, like, what is it? resume and now they're getting all the clothes for free I don't know I don't but know but I feel like I am in a sea of influencers yeah and I'm like where the there were some girls who looked like okay we're gonna wear some jeans and maybe some cute like a cute top nothing over the top but there were people wearing like jumps bell-bottom jumpsuits that were completely backless and like just bras yeah and I was like geez we are doing a photo shoot right now literally everywhere you go and I know that's not every guy's shtick and I know like I, we, we've got a lot we're working with too but like come on yeah it's crazy for sure I also feel like I, I think it's always been popular but I feel like rec- the designer denim trend has just like skyrocketed like I feel like for a while it was like everyone wore skinny jeans and it was just like kind of the same yeah. now there's like 15 denim styles that are like cool and they're all like kind of odd looking like the wide leg crop and like the baggy ass yeah the baggy ass yeah but they're all like $300 pair of jeans I really tried to get into the denim thing and like test some things out other than skinny jeans and the fit was so weird it was either giant baggy ass or like some weird bell-bottom-esque thing and the coloring was i don't know i couldn't do it the bell bottoms are back yeah but it it wasn't meant to be a bell bottom that wasn't the style <laughs> it was just my legs were too short and it was a lot of extra material at the bottom but it was not a bell bottom jean <laughs> yeah all the trends from the 90s are coming back the middle part the crop top the- and like for i always think maybe i can pull off the middle part and then whenever I try, I look like a Hanson brother. <laughs> but you know what? Gen Z doesn't have that fear of looking like a Hanson brother because they don't even know who the Hanson brothers are. Right. They don't know. So anything. they don't even have this fear embedded in them. Terrible. They didn't go through their childhood where every like 90s heartthrob boy had a middle part. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't experience that with us. But, you know, I think it made us better. Yeah. Yeah. It made us wiser. It's character building. Um, but you, we are tight on time, so this is gonna be a quickie. So let's get into our wedding crasher, party crasher strategy. Mm-hmm. I thought me going in 
Well, first of all, don't know the people throwing the party. Yeah, that's really, a, that's helpful. Make sure you don't know them because then they'll know if they invited you or not. Second, I think that I would be like fairly quiet, but start mingling with other guests. Not too many guests though. You don't want them exchanging stories and things lining up. And maybe just like find one side of the party to talk to and say that you're associated with the other side of the party. Yeah, you definitely have to pick one. You definitely have to know off the bat if you're there for the bride or for the groom. Yeah. So that would be my strategy. I wouldn't want to be the life of the party like they are in Wedding Crashers. Yeah, you can't draw too much attention to yourself. Yeah, I think that's a bold move, a move that I can't back up. Yeah. I Yeah, I think those are, those are all helpful. I think, though, there is some time. Like, I feel like the big, uh, the signs, the welcome signs are in now. I feel like you would have time to do, like, a bit of research to get just, yeah. like, some basic facts on, like, where they went to school. Like, I think you'd have to have a little knowledge in your back pocket. I don't feel like you could, like, truly go in blind. So you'd be, like, a professional about this. I mean – if you want to make it last long enough, I feel like you got to do a little, little back work. Yeah. You would be putting in a little work I could see. And I think that would be to your benefit. Yes. But then where you're going to run into a problem, unless you come after the meal, because you're not going to have a place card. I think you would have to come in after that. Yes. Because then you're going to have no place to sit. But my friend just went to a wedding where there was no seating chart at all. There was no like assigned seating. It was like a true free-for-all. Or buffet style. If it's buffet style and if it's a free-for-all, then it might think- Well, it might work, but not if you're in my friend in this situation. So just two of them knew each other. They didn't know anyone else there. So they just like were like, okay, well, we'll just go sit in the back. And like there must be other stragglers that really don't know anyone. And they'll just like come sit with us. Okay, well, all the guests came in, like got their drink, whatever, sat down. And there was no tables even reserved for the family. So the family was the last to arrive, obviously, because they were taking pictures. So they ended up at the family table because their table was the only table with open seats because it was literally just the two of them. Nobody sat with them. They said they ended up with like the bride's parents, the bride's grandparents, aunts, uncles. They were at the like the bride's family table because that was the only one with open seats. Oh my gosh, that's insane. So that strategy it might not work that's or you'd have to weasel into like a pretty full table that's already insane can't sit alone yeah so if you're trying to crash a wedding and you don't know anyone you cannot be at the family table I don't know that anyone's lies are good enough to get past the family table yeah no absolutely not unless you insist that you're with the other side and then maybe there's no way that they would and we're both sides at the table no just the brides Uh, okay so I guess if you said that you were with the groom. Still then. dicey. Still dicey for sure. Yeah. It's not an ideal situation. They were like, we felt so bad. We told them many times we would move. And they were like, no, it's fine. Just sit with us. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, at least she wasn't actually a crasher. If she was a crasher and if I was her in that spot, I would be crapping my pants. Yeah. I feel like you would also definitely not have to crash a wedding with some like cultural rituals that you're not aware yeah. of. Yeah. So true. Like, I feel like you couldn't be at one where everyone knows what's going on, but you. Yeah. I feel like you'd have to just show up at like a very cooker, cookie cutter ceremony yeah. situation. 100%. Ones that you've navigated before. 
get in, get out, try not to be seen by too many people. Yeah. I feel like if I had a wedding, I wouldn't notice if I didn't know anybody. No, I feel like the bride and the groom, I don't think would notice you. Well, I don't know. I feel like it's the big trend now that they all walk around to each table and like greet no, but everyone. If I met them, I still wouldn't know who they were. I'd be like, oh, that's my second cousin's like date or like, you know, I just have a really big family too. Yeah, I guess. I feel And like then I might chalk it up to be like, oh, it's my parents' friend. But they I met know once, who they like, invited. Years ago. Yeah, but I'm saying me, I wouldn't know if I was a bride. Oh, I think I would know. Oh, well, good for you. (laughs) Yeah, logistically, the more we talk about this, the more difficult I think it would be. Yeah, but it is really on my bucket list. I'm not necessarily to be a crasher, but I would really like to rope a single human at a wedding. One that I'm in attendance at or... Otherwise, I never find anybody at weddings. There's never anyone single at a wedding, and I don't get mathematically how that is possible. I know. Every single one I've been to, there's no one. It's rough. I don't understand it. I think we can leave that for another episode. And if you want to follow us at For the Love of Chad underscore podcast, follow us on Instagram or let reach out with any um, messages that you want to send or any advice or any topics or any questions at ForTheLoveOfChad.podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>